last time on 10. I think I can say with confidence that majority of black households, we are not raised to hate anybody. There was no anti-whiteness or anti-Asianness or nothing like that. Black mm -mm. people, contrary to popular belief, we are really uh, peaceful people and accepting yeah. people when and it comes accepting to other accepting people. And ex it, it, more so than peaceful, we are an accepting people. We accept exactly. anybody and anything. And it's actually pretty disgusting. But we accept anything and anyone. So don't even try <laughs> that bullshit. We can't exactly. wait to accept We be inviting everybody to the motherfucking cookout. You can be a whole-ass fucking Klansman. And if you say you like motherfucking uh, mustard greens from time to time, you're invited to the cookout. Black people are fucking ignorant as hell when it comes to that shit. Like, you dismiss me with the whole black people are racist shit because we are the most accepting people on this earth. Welcome back, everyone, for another season of 10, season three, presented by Melling Media and hosted by yours truly, Tina. This podcast is about you and everything around you. In line with that, this week, we've invited two lovelies to co-host as we discuss accountability. Co-hosts, introduce yourselves, please. Hi, party people. I am Shan. Um... I know Tina likes us to tell you where you may have heard us before, and I was on Blurreds, Millennials, and Lazy Hats last season. Okay. Hi, everyone. I am Desiree. I am from Men in Makeup, the divestment issue, and we also did the uh, Fem Cells one, so that's where you probably remember me from. All right. Okay. Well, thank you both for joining us today. So we're talking about accountability today and you know how we do on this show, we like to get up in your business. So we wanna know, what are your thoughts on music artists getting locked into crappy deals in 2022? Honestly, I don't really think about it. You know, I'm not much of a, you know, music deal background person follower. Um, I do think that it's, it's kind of, you know, messed up that it's still happening but we all know the music industry, the entertainment industry in general, is known to be a, dir a dirty business. It, and it's been a dirty business for a very, very long time. And now that we see that there are more avenues for entertainers to make money, like they're doing more, t more advertisements, more social media platforms, more TikTok followings and all of these things. So of course, everybody involved is gonna want even bigger cuts of the money. You know, they're like, hey, well, you don't need money from this record deal because you can make it through TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all of these social media sites. So I think a lot of artists would they would just do better if they started off by just working for these companies instead of jumping into a deal. OK, Desiree, like that, um, I think like every other thing that's happened in entertainment it's it's another one of those things where it's starting to come to the forefront of just how much of it is shitty you know we think of like things like the me too movement all the other stuff mm -hmm. uh just another thing of people in power exploiting other people who don't know any better or who are hoping to have like their dream come true <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's just, it's, it's, it's bullshit. I mean, some of it's bullshit. Don't get me wrong. Like the whole, the whole thing with like Taylor Swift and her and her masters. That's that what was I was going to bring up. Yeah. But like her dad knew that when they signed the contract, her dad works in finance. She turned it into this big, 
feminist issue when <laughs> yeah. they knew what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. Her dad knew. So I listen, I'm not here for that. But <laughs> I do think it's going to be just another one of those things. And it needs to happen where once again, we it's going to start showing what people in power have been doing to people to continue to stay in power and continue to make money off of people and continue to live these rich lives. Um, and yeah, I agree with Shan. Like there's all these avenues now where people have a lot more control over what they're doing and as they should, I mean, as they should. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. Um, it seems like, um, both of you kind of, um, place a lot of the blame on these companies and record labels and all that. But at the same time, I feel like I heard Desiree speak a bit to, um, musicians taking some accountability for some of this too because like you said I agree this has been going on for a very long time especially in the entertainment industry in music in particular a very long time and it's been talked about for a very very long time and for it to be 2022 and like Shan mentioned having all of these different avenues to get your music out there for people to still continue to find themselves in this situation. I think that the artists have to start taking some accountability for this too. Like I'm not one that's going to just continue to, you know, cry tears for them every time they come out and say, Oh, I've been getting screwed over by the record company. Okay. Well, I mean, we all know that's been happening for a long, long time. It's 2022 and you're 25 years old. You know, so I think they have to start start taking some accountability for that too. But I'm not one to just, I guess, take the stance that oh well, you know, big business is going to be big business because that sucks too. So I I, I think we are all on the same page. We're like, they're all to blame, right? And people have to take responsibility for what they sign. Like, why are you signing an agreement without understanding what it means? There are all kinds of entertainment lawyers, people who will even work pro bono. Like, you can pull up a contract and look at your contract and and type in the words that you don't know so that you are familiar with what you're signing. Don't be so eager to sign and don't let people use your dreams to harm you. Yes. Yeah, we live in a... we. You know, if this was like maybe the 80s or 90s where, you know, let's just take like the rap industry, R&B or whatever, or any industry, actually, let's take any industry. Let's say if the person who signed the contract may have just, they grew up with no money. They don't have any knowledge of these sorts of things. It can be very easy to take advantage of them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's 2022 now. Information That's is everything. That's like, the thing for me. It's eventually, like, yeah, we, there's no, you don't really have a reason now that you can't educate yourself. Education is everywhere. Thanks to the internet back then. Yeah. When people didn't know I'm pretty sure it was very easy to get some gullible kids and, and, and get them to sign shit, but Most no, that's what too now. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got information. Yeah. And you know, when you read some of these contracts and these people are locked into, you know, the contract for X amount of albums, like let's say three albums, then where, why don't you have a clause that stip- that stipulates that they can't shelve any of your products that- or any of your albums? Like if I was, if I was going to be locked into a three album deal or what have you, I would also want a clause stating that they cannot shelve any of my projects without due course. Yeah, because you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I've been I've been listening to like a lot of stuff and like on YouTube and whatnot. 
and um i can't i can't remember what the young lady's name was but she brought that up she was um or in a way she was talking about uh, i think she was talking about normani actually and she was talking about how um she believes and it's probably true that um record labels will sign an artist with the sole intention of shelving them while they push another artist that they already have or that they're, yeah. or they're looking at so that you normani can't be um competition for this artist that they're trying to push and be you know like the face of whatever genre or whatever you know generation or whatever you know what i'm saying so like yeah. and if you don't think about contracts they can lock you into a contract but never put your albums out or like take their sweet time while they're just like putting all the money and firepower behind this one person they're trying to make a star and you can't come in and like detract from that that made a ton of sense to me all right well, let's get into it planning an intimate event and need catering why search any further than perfect palette there's a variety of options sure to fit your needs for an out-of-the-box catering experience try perfect palette small bites want a specialized gift try perfect palette's chef experience for all your catering needs look no further than perfect palette for more info contact chef pearl at perfectpalette 84 at gmail.com or visit instagram at perfectpalette 84 we're talking accountability in your own words, Desiree, we'll start with you. <laughs> How would you describe accountability? Uh, for me, it's responsibility, being responsible for yourself, um, being reflective of yourself, being honest with yourself, and being open with yourself, and honestly, being forgiving of yourself. <laughs> so it is you understanding that you are the one in charge of your life <laughs> no one else is and you're gonna fuck up and you're gonna do great things and understanding that about yourself and again it's it's responsibility um well for me accountability is nothing more than accepting the outcome and consequences of the things we say and do whatever that is um and i know accountability is that scares a lot of people, but if it scares you or intimidates you, you just need to take a look at your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, there's there's no other way to say it because accountability isn't a bad thing. Right. Accountability actually is necessary for growth. So um, Desiree, you mentioned responsibility and I see a lot on social media, like accountability is kind of like the buzzword of the past two or three years. Um, when it, especially when it comes to like these battle of the sexes that we see online. A yeah. Lot. And so, um, I was having a conversation with a friend about this whole accountability thing and like people trying to, it's, it's almost like trying to force accountability on other people, which I don't think you can do, but at the same time too, I feel I, I'm seeing, I'm not, it's not that I feel I'm seeing a lot of people trying to um like cram accountability down other people's throats where it doesn't belong and so i i asked her like do you think that they're confusing accountability with responsibility because they are different mm -hmm. and why do you think that is you know because i'm seeing like like say for example like when women start talking about fuck boys or whatever right and then i see like you know a freaking gang of of men 
jumping down her throat on Twitter or whatever. Well, you need to take accountability for and choose better men. Yeah, for choosing him, it's your fault. Okay, so now I feel like we're we're getting to a point where you're you're masquerading accountability at, or masquerading uh, responsibility as accountability. So because because if you say you're responsible for what somebody else did, then there's a then there's a clear um, discrepancy in what you're saying. So you mm-hmm. want to use accountability instead. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I find it interesting because this is something that I've talked about. I mean, I know I, you and I talked about it a little, quite a few years ago when, like, for instance, the, the, what I went through with my ex. And I'm not, not going to hold myself accountable for nothing that nigga did <laughs> at all. <laughs> um and I, what I, the thing that I, I'd often said, and I've said this to other women who are in that situation to get out of, is what I do hold myself accountable for is like going back and asking myself, like, why didn't I leave the first time, right? What yes. in me made me stay and think that I, and, and not understand that I deserve more. And the, the responsibility part for me of that was, going in and doing the work to make sure that I know who I am so that at the first sign of any kind of shit, I leave. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm not accountable for nothing he does, but what is my responsibility is figuring out like, why did I stay in that situation? What do I need to unpack that made me think that that was okay? Mm -hmm. Love it. If that makes sense. It makes complete (laughs) sense. It makes complete sense. And that's that's um, what I'm not seeing in these arguments. I'm not seeing, um, even if they take offense to women talking about fuckboys, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing them, you know, questioning, well, hey, when he did this that first time, like, why didn't you leave or whatever? It always boils back to, well, you should have never dated him in the first place, which to me just, just reads as, well, you didn't pick me, so, you know. Ha, yeah, that's ha, exactly ha. what it is. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shan. Um, well, you know, we had the accountability versus responsibility discussion. And it's like, you know, yeah, people confuse them. And I get it. I get why is because the words are often used, you know, synonymously, and they're used in conjunction with one another. Even if you look up accountability, responsibility is used in the definition. (laughs) You know, so it's easy to to confuse them. But for me, the way I view them is as in more of an internal versus external way. Like each individual is, quote, responsible for internally reconciling their own thoughts and feelings about things. However, we can still hold others accountable for the things they do and say to us that make that internal reconciliation necessary. And they're still <laughs> responsible for the fuckboy behavior, whether she yep. knows exactly. him or not. Whether exactly. she went you back to him or she, not, whether she accepted or not, yeah, that's that's, you that's my thing. That's my thing because I keep seeing them trying to put all of the onus on a woman simply because she fell in love with or fell for the um, you know, flowery flowery words of a fuck boy that everything that he does from that moment on out, she needs to take accountability for, which is really their slick way of saying that she needs to take responsibility for it, and I don't agree with that. I don't I, know I, we I've are always com- said that to men that it shouldn't be on women to choose better. It should be on people to be better. It should be on men. Exactly. Why can't men be better? What does it look like to not take accountability? Whew. 
<laughs> blaming everybody else for your shit. <laughs> yes. Blaming everybody for your shit. It looks like someone who just never takes ownership for the things that they say and do. There's always justification for why they did or said whatever, and they don't truly accept the role that they played. It's always somebody else's fault. And I mean, if we're going to really be real here, people who dodge accountability are rarely good or decent people in general. I try. Well, not a lot of these type of people will think that they're good people, though. Um, yes, like when, when you say dodge responsibility, accountability, I think of like victim minded people that they're always yep. the victim. They're always the victim. Yep. And people who think they're always the victim, I guarantee you they do think they're good people. <laughs> I guarantee they're, you that. They're always the victim and it's always it's always somebody else. Even if you and if you tell them to lay out all of the events that happened and you can point out where they were wrong, there's never a reason for them to have been wrong in their mm -hmm. mind. It's always somebody else's fault. And the fact that you're telling them that they aren't the victim means that you are now an aggressor as well. Yes, you're yep. bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're, you're bringing negativity to their life. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're blaming them for the fact yep. that somebody else cussed them out. <laughs> what did you do to bring that about? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, there are some people who think, like, even it, it, it especially comes out with fucking boomers, I swear, oh, where they feel, they feel entitled to, they feel so entitled to respect from everyone else because they're like, yep. well, I'm older, so you should respect me. But no. then they don't feel like they have to respect anybody else, not anybody younger, not any, they, boomers have this mindset of, you must respect me because I'm older, but you have to earn respect from me. And even if you've done what is, quote, enough to have earned respect, I still don't have to respect so let's get to the four steps to accountability. And you guys tell me, if, I mean, if you think these are accurate or not. But um, I was doing a little research online and then I was just like adding my own thoughts to it too. And these are the four steps that I came to conclusion. Seeing the issue, owning that you are the cause of the issue, fixing the issue, discontinuing the actions that create the issue. What do you think? Well, the first step is always, <laughs> always identifying it, even in the 12-step process. <laughs> you got to see the issue to do anything else beyond that. If you don't see it, how can you address it? How can you work on it? How can you fix it? It's not possible. It's literally step one. It's kind of like, as, as Desiree said, with any 12 steps or Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, it's always the same thing. Before they can even get there, they have to yep. realize there's a problem. Before you even actually get to that step, it's like, before you even go to the 12-step program, you have to be like, yo, yeah. it's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, to get out of denial, right? <laughs> yep. Owning, I guess, we, I guess we decided not that you're the cause, but like maybe owning your role in it? Yes, yes. yes. Owning your role in it. You, you have to be willing to acknowledge the part you play in it. Like, you know, all bullshit aside. And fixing the issue. That's the hard, I think that might be the hardest part. I think it's the hardest part too, because it can, one, it takes a lot of work. Two, it's continuous work a lot of times, mm -hmm. uh, which kind of leads into like the next step, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's continuous work. And uh depending on you know the issue that you're trying to address a lot of times you might be unpacking like a lot of trauma 
uh, a lot of shit you ain't really want to think about or remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. that I think that's truly, and it's also having to get out of a mindset that you have. Getting out of a mindset that you've had for a long time can be very hard to do. It's it's a very uncomfortable experience, and we don't like being uncomfortable. Yes, just fi- fixing the issue, it requires change. And, you know, yeah. change yeah. is change very, very, very difficult. And sometimes that change is as simple as not doing something. You know, when you are used to doing things a certain way, and then you're just like, oh, no, I just have to stop. I have to stop. Stopping can be hard, but it can also be quite easy, mm-hmm. depending on what it is, you know, that, that you're stopping. I think like, I think for me, what I've like, one of the things that not, I was gonna say, yeah, one of the things that, um, that I've, I guess, worked through is, um, caring, you know? And I think that a lot of people struggle with that, but I found it to be super easy for me. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like I was, uh, experiencing a lot of conflict and just, well, yeah, just conflict because I was caring about things too much, you mm. know? And I really found that, like, not caring was not only <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know I sound like a dick all the time, but I really found that once I, like, really, like, stepped into not caring about shit, I thought it was going to be much harder than what it is, but it was actually pretty fucking easy. And it's it made engage- my life so much easier. It's disengagement. Yes, that's it. That's a that's a much nicer way of putting it. Yes, (laughs) I knew I knew you you meant. And people are gonna be like, "What does she mean? She doesn't care." No, I stop caring, bitch. It's disengagement, disengagement, and we all do it at times. And and I'm the same way. I will disengage. I started asking myself, like very simply, like very simply, how does this i've been asking this myself for like a year now i think tina i've talked to you about this too i ask this question all the time how does this enhance my life if if it <laughs> if it ain't gonna enhance my life i, I feel nothing for it yeah that's disengaging is perfect that's exactly what i do i completely disengage from it it's not gonna do what it's it it, it not, only, not only is it not gonna enhance my life it might bring chaos oh no i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. you it, i don't how does this affect me? How does this enhance my life? There's so many, there's so many like times people will try to argue things with me. And I'm just, and how is this argument going to enhance my life? Nah. It's not, so I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people will be like, well, you're not like a person's emotions. Are, are yeah. not like a fucking light switch, aren't they? Yes. They really are. Aren't they? I mean, they are for me. And I think, and I think a lot of the time, a big problem with that, and you don't, and maybe you don't want the next person's emotions to be like a light switch for you, but Mm -hmm. aren't they (laughs) totally relate? I feel that way when it comes to like shame too. It's like, okay, this is going to bring me shame. I'm not doing it. I don't care. Disengaged, (laughs) you know, it's so easy. And people think that it's hard and I can see why, because I probably did too. Like, I probably thought like, oh, this is going to be tough to just, you know, say fuck everything. But it it's really is that is easy as it sounds. Fuck everything. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I've gotten to the point, I don't know if I train myself to do this. <laughs> I don't know, but it's weird that if I even feel myself getting angry, 
over something, I suddenly just calm down and disengage from it. Because mm-hmm. like, if it's even gonna get me to that point, I don't give a fuck. I need to work on that, especially I when know. I drink. When I drink, it's different. That is true. I be ready. No, to like, pop no, the fuck don't off. get me wrong. I be now, popping off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I'm out and about and I'm drunk and somebody wants to say some dumb say shit, I'm not perfect. You're not but, perfect. God, God's still working on you. Yes, right. but if like, let's say like somebody, let's say like I have a friend or somebody who's just bringing bullshit into my life. If I, and like, I'll be like starting to feel like, why, you know, I'm sick and tired of you fucking bringing all this bullshit here or something like that. I will almost feel, it's, it's a feeling. I can't explain it. And it, it, I feel it. It's almost like a vibration. It sounds so crazy. And I promise y'all, I did not smoke before this. Where, like, my body just completely feels like I don't give a fuck about this and it's over. You check out. You just check yeah, out. Yeah, I completely check out. And I, I love that I do that because I'm not... The thing about a lot of people like that when they're, they say they care too much and, you know, how can you not care? I actually, I say this about people, that there are people who are addicted to chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's why they care because the the whole main character syndrome and shit, when they have all this chaotic shit going on in their life and they have, they vent to people about it and they, it gives them something to talk about in their lives and it makes them, it makes them feel, feel alive. alive. Yeah. It makes them feel alive. So they, they have that addiction to that feeling of chaos. I don't have that. I know I'm alive. I woke the fuck up today. Okay. So. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. Yeah, like, so it, it can be very hard for people because I, I honestly feel like people like that are actually a lot more self-absorbed than, like, people would think that we are when we say we don't care because mm-hmm. we, we we don't need other people to make us feel alive and to, to bring chaos and, and vent to them and have them care and us argue with them. But those people, I think, are self-absorbed because they have to bring everybody into their shit with them. Yeah, it's it's it's... I, I don't know. I've, I've said that to a lot of people. I've had friends talk about their other friends. Like, I don't know these people, so it doesn't matter. But they'll, mm-hmm. like, bring their situation to me. And I always tell them that. I have one friend specifically I say to about this. Some people are just addicted to chaos. Mm. And I've been, I've been that person who's always been, like, a sounding board. Yeah. For people. You know, because I'm going to, if something's going on, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to, you know ease you through the chaos or or try and give guidance like me for all the shit i talk for all the shit i talk i do give very solid advice me too even though my life will be like a <laughs> fucking train wreck exactly I don't take good advice but I, I know how to like give some good quality shit and i've had people even and i'm sure we all have had people who we're friends with who are bitching to us in private about their relationship, but then you check on social media and they're posting happy couple, happy yep. couple posts, and I'm like, um, um, like, are you in different relationships? Like, what are okay. like, like, mm, what what's going on here? Like, because you're telling me that this is all bad, but then you're on you're on social media with this whole facade of having like this great and perfect relationship, and I'm like, it doesn't compute. Like, I'm not saying you gotta bare your soul to your followers or whatever, oh, no, but don't lie, right putting these choreographed photos up and and that's why I don't these believe long people. fake captions like none of that I, shit happens. I don't I, I, don't, I don't buy people's I don't buy people's relationship shit on, on social media and I'm oh, like I'm not, and, I, and, I, and you know Tina and I we discussed this and I said I've, I have not seen a relationship that I want okay none of, right. none of y'all's pictures none of Either. y'all's posts I don't want anything that any of y'all got 
Nope. It's not even, it's not even so Sierra times. and Russell because truth be told, we don't know what the fuck goes on in their house. Because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the background details. And I say this because I have seen enough um from people in their discussion of their relationships where they're posting happy posts and they're complaining to me privately. Right. And I'm dark shit. Like you're so seriously. You're with a fucking serial shit. cheater, but online you're this perfect, happy relationship goals family. No, I, nobody's relationship goals to me because in the back of my mind, I'm always like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in that house. And I don't expect anybody to tell me or bear their soul to me. I no. don't. I'm just not going to make you my relationship goal. That's all I'm <laughs> I don't know what goes on in your house and I don't want to know. Believe me. But I'm just saying, exactly. don't think that I'm going to be like all in your comments like, oh, goals like a motherfucker because no, you're not. I don't exactly. know enough. And I've had people, and I've had, you know, talk to younger cousins about that when they say, you know, oh, you're such a good mother. I want to be a mother like you. And I'm like, this shit is hard work, okay? It's hard work. And these kids going to try your patience. And, like, don't, like, wait wait as long as you can. <laughs> like, don't, don't rush into it, you know? Do something else. Foster animals. Do something else. Because I'm like, parenting, I'm like, you think it looks easy because you're just seeing these little snippets. Right. And, you know, yeah, my child is a good child, but she still tries my fucking patience. <laughs> like, just like right now, she just slid her laptop underneath my door so I can unlock it for her. <laughs> she was trying her patience. You two are millennials. I am a Gen Xer. Do you think our boomer parents and societal leaders have demonstrated and or instilled accountability in us and future generations? If so, how? If not, why not? Well, yeah, we they did not not by their not by them doing it with us. You know what I mean? <laughs> Much like us not wanting to be like them. Yep. You know, like <laughs> what Desiree said, it's more like us. We it's you know they try to force accountability in everyone while also shirking uh, their own account. And fortunately we have more millennials who are, or in Gen Xers even, who are willing to learn from their, por from the boomers, poor examples, fucking boomers. I can't stand boomers. I swear. <laughs> poor example. Um, you know, but, and you know, it's like, it's like one of those things where you learn to do something when you're learning something you can learn to do it the right way or the wrong way but you can learn to do it the right way by observing people who have done it the wrong way mm -hmm. you know so you we just we as a generation generally we've decided that hey we don't like the shit that they did so we're going to try to be better mm -hmm. okay and that that's something tina you and i have talked about too especially with like the past generation of women and how they act towards us and how we've said we don't we don't act like that towards women younger than us like we don't want them to go through this the shit that we went through none of that but that, you don't that's even want to be mean to yeah for what i have sisters. my my sisters are 23 and the other one is turning 21 on wednesday um why would i want them to be going through some shit right like, <laughs> i don't want them to go through like the hell that we watched you know exactly. our aunts and moms and grandmas and shit go through and then, like, I don't even, like, because we talked about it. 
about how uh, how we see like women in their uh, 40s and 50s treating women in their 20s and shit like that. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to, I don't want y'all to have to go through the shit that I've seen. I don't want to see it no more. And I don't want to be, even be mean to y'all. Like they see these yeah. girls and they're just like immediately just filled with resentment and anger. And I'm like, you were young and beautiful once too. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? it's their turn. What the fuck? And I mean, it's, it's still your turn too. Maybe not the young part, but I mean, just because you've gotten older don't mean that you're not still beautiful. Try, shit. <laughs> and, the, and a part of that that goes with that is how eagerly a lot of older women will um, give guidance to to younger women that's detrimental. Because you're supposed to be as unhappy as they are. I see yeah. right through them. It's the same for me. Yeah. Like it's it's slowed down a bit now because I've gotten older, but I've I've had women, especially women older than me, like try to pressure me about having children for the longest. And I'm like, it would be like when I was like 20 and 21 even I'm like you guys know that I'm too young especially me because I've always been like kind of an immature person and I Mm -hmm. think I think it's even like I think it's continued on this long because I haven't had a husband or children before so I think I kind of like stagnate in the maturity department a bit. <laughs> but even when I was young, like I was a young 18, I was a young 20, I was a young 21. Why the fuck would, would you be encouraging me to be somebody's mother? Because right. it's awful and you have bad intentions. I think they, they wanted us to be accountable. And I say that with air quotations that y'all can't see, but <laughs> I don't think we did it the way they wanted. The, the outcome wasn't yeah. what they wanted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Because the thing is, is they wanted us to be accountable to them. Yes. yes. So we are accountable for things, but we don't allow ourselves to be accountable to them. Mm-hmm. Wherein they are the ones making the final rule and decision, and they're deciding how our accountability is applied and, and where, where it, um, you know, where it lands in life. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you there. Just die, boomers. If you're listening, <laughs> Okay. Oh shit. I mean, I'm just tired of them. They, they've been Eat the boomers. They've been, <laughs> they've been around for too long. Just die already. Look. Stop getting heart transplants. You don't need a new liver or kidney. Just die. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, you're being called to the gates. Okay. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> Should we hold ourselves accountable for the actions of others? Our children, for example. We should be held accountable for the actions of them up to a point. Okay. Like we are we are accountable for the type of people we raise and what we're sending out into the world. Desiree. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not a parent, so right. <laughs> but I mean, but should other people should they yeah, um, yes, ab- absolutely. You are bringing this person into the world, they're gonna be a part of society. It is absolutely up to you to make sure that they're a functional part and not <laughs> not one that's going to be a detriment. So 100%, I do agree. If if I were to have kids and we know that I'm not, I fully feel like that would be on me. <laughs> but we know I'm not. Fuck all that. But <laughs> 100%, I agree. And I, I mean, you know, sometimes I shy away from the parent conversation just because I'm not one. Mm-hmm. But if you if you are going to bring another human being into this world, absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm not a parent either and I, I feel the same way and I don't feel any type of way about saying that you need to instill the right things in your kids and mm-hmm. um, do your best to make sure that they're not being a detriment to other people because you chose to bring them here. Yeah. You know? So I shouldn't have to be paying the price of basically your action, you know, of deciding to bring this person into, you know, the rest of our space. And it's your, um, uh, it's your responsibility to teach them certain things. And in turn, while they're still children, you do need to take accountability for their actions. Yeah. And I also feel like you can take um, credit for the good things. So, you know, it's not just, you know, doom and gloom. I feel like parents should just be taking accountability for the bad things that their children do. There's, you know, plenty of positive things that you can pat yourself on the back for if you're doing your job as a parent. (laughs) And if you're not doing your job as a parent, absolutely, you should get blamed for the bad. Yeah, (laughs) you chose to bring them into this world. This is why, like, a part of why I don't want to have kids. It's a lot of work. I don't want to do the work of, you know, it doing is what I'm supposed to do to make them great people or have or to have for them to have accomplishment accomplishments and then I can be like yeah I'm such a good parent look at me you know you know like <laughs> I don't want to do that stuff <laughs> like it's I don't want to do any work outside of the job I already have period I don't even want to do that <laughs> yeah I if I hit the lottery that's down too so I, just I don't want to do any work stuff. me either I don't do anything and that probably sounds crazy coming from a Capricorn but like I don't want to do stuff. Like I just want hedonism. I just want to. Yes. <laughs> I just want to like focus on doing the shit that makes me happy. And you know what? And I some people eat would good food. Be like, oh. I want to do my makeup. I want to play in my hair. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to raise a kid. <laughs> right. And you know, some people would, would have would take issue with that. But I feel, and I'm like, no. I, as a mother who's involved, I feel like that's a healthy attitude to have. You don't want people bringing kids into the world because they think they might like it or they want to see how it feels. No, people who bring kids into the world should be 100% sure that that's what they want to do. That's another boomer thing that I think about when we talk about the whole accountability thing. They're the ones who are always telling people, well, don't have kids if you can't afford it. They'll be the same ones turning around arguing with us that we don't want kids. And then yeah. they, uh, well, I can actually afford it. But when we sit we there and do. say we don't want kids, they're they it's get just livid. So, they, they get, get livid. So it's so much angry. Very so much of their shit that we have to unpack. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's one big thing is they're always talking about the, the amount of older people who are who constantly tell me about wanting kids and how selfish I am. I'm very selfish, thank you. Uh very. And that kind of shit. That's just another thing that we've had to go through and say, you know what? It's not fair that so many kids were raised by people who didn't want them, couldn't mm-hmm. afford them. And yet had it shoved down their fucking throat by society. So you know what? We're going to make it okay to not want kids. Yeah. Right. And that's, yes. every, yeah. I feel like the boomers are just so adamant about trying to make, especially younger people, have to suffer and be miserable. And I believe that it's because they yep. did. I really yep. feel like it. Well, if I, if I had to be unhappy, you should too. You know, and I just, I'm, I, I, I don't feel like that. Like, 
they want everybody to have to suffer through all the horrors that they had to suffer through. When in my day, I had to walk through 10 feet of snow to get to work. <laughs> no, I'm not, I mean, to get to school. No, I'm not going to take you to school. What? I, right. I pick people up on the side of the fucking road, girl, and drive them on a fucking sunny day where they need to go just because I don't want to see them outside walking. There's and also this idea that you don't, they have this idea that you don't deserve any kind of happiness or success Correct. unless you suffered. They and like to glamorize that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people need to realize with boomers. Boomers hate everyone who's younger. I mean, hell, they even hate each other. Yes. Yep. Like, boomers, <laughs> boomers, hate, boomers are a hateful generation they as a whole. They are. Even so when the they are giving generation you... isn't like that. So I can't, I won't even blame it on age with them. It's something cultural about them because the silent yep. generation, my grandma does not fucking act like. The it's thing is, something it's weird about to... these boomers. They're gross. Exactly. And what people need to realize, because the boomer slander that we do, it's not because they're older. No. We don't, I don't have a problem with older people. We have, we have a problem with boomers in particular because they are a hateful people and then what i want people to realize from younger generations is whenever a boomer is giving you advice about something you really need to look at what they're doing because the, the ultimately they hate you they're you don't yeah. take it. you cannot take you cannot think that whatever they're saying is going to be good for you if they hate you never take advice from somebody no. that doesn't like you no all they want to do is watch people suffer it is gross it's fucking gross yeah, that's the last thing I want. And I'm not even like what you would call like a nice person. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, I don't think of myself as nice, like kind, probably yeah. nice. No, no. Same you know, with me. I don't want to see people suffering like that doesn't bring a smile to my face unless you did something to me, which is yeah. justified. But right. the way they are, like I was saying, especially with like younger people and especially the women, the way they are toward like, 20 year old women teenage Mm -hmm. girls is absolutely fucking disgusting and it just drips in jealousy and hatefulness and i and it's and it's not an age thing because like i said i don't see and i mean i even when i was younger when i was you know when so that so then the silent generation would have been younger as well they would have been like boomers age when i was like in my 20s and my teens i didn't get that energy from my grandmother's age group it's mm-hmm. not me saying these things that they're that oh they've gotten old now so they're just jealous oh diddy no because when their moms were fucking their age and i was you know what i'm saying a young hottie or whatever i didn't feel that way about them i'm now middle-aged and i'm looking at fucking boomers and how they're treating girls in their 20s and shit and i'm disgusted I'm disgusted, mm. and it's not because they're old. I'm getting older, too. Mm-hmm. They're a strange group. It's a cultural thing. It's not age. And I believe that they were like that when they were younger, too. Yep. They I'm were. Not, I'm not fazed by that whole free love hippie bullshit. Yeah. Because that was a very subsection, a, a very small subsection of boomers. Yeah. And even those, even I was going to say, I wasn't going to say, but since you were, since you're gone there, go ahead. And even the free love, hippie, dippy, trippy generation, even though they, they lived through that and the bra burning and the, the, the early stages of um, feminism or white feminism, as I should say, (laughs) um, 
you talk to some of them, even the ones who claim to be free love, they are hateful fucking boomers now too. Yeah. I wasn't going to go very, there, It's a yeah. very small minority that, kept, that stayed with that free love mentality. Because mm-hmm. as soon as they got older, they did what their parents expected, what was what society, I should say, expected of them. And they, they be, you know, got buttoned up, suit and tie, started Settled family, down. Nuclear family. And Karens. They turned into Karens. Exactly. And then the, the worst thing is, is that the hippy dippy trippy ones, they feel like because they had that experience and they were going to Woodstock and they were smoking the reefer, um, <laughs> that now anything that they do that's hateful isn't really as hateful because they did have that life experience. And it's like, no, um, a slug is a slug, baby, and you're yeah. a slug. And let's not <laughs> act like some of them weren't just like involving themselves in the same way that we have posers today because they just wanted exactly. to be a part of the scene not because their heart was in it but because they wanted to be a part of the scene right right clout chases yes there you go <laughs> yes <laughs> clout chasing and just looking for the party yeah all right well what about our mates should we be holding ourselves accountable for the actions of our mates I mean, I don't have one, as you know. <laughs> I'm not going to have one, as you know. But we also know that I, I don't keep, I, I I'm not gonna have somebody around me who's shitty. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. I don't have people around me like that. You can be a mate, you can be a friend. It doesn't matter if if you are my. I can't even say this word like naturally. If you're like my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> If you are a shitty person, you're just not going to be around me. I don't do that whole make excuses for people's bad behavior based on their relationship with me. I don't do that. Yes. Name. Yes. See a lot yeah. of moms doing that with their sons. But oh, yes. Ahead. Always with their sons. Always with their sons. Never with their daughters, though. Nope. Never. Never with their daughters. Always with their sons. But and I, I have a son. My black son. My sunshine. I even my, my on the white lotus where this lady was like, they were talking about like um hiring and you know, and you know how you talk basically talking about wokeism and, and all that shit. And she was trying to make a case for why um why straight white men have it so hard these days. And she's like, We can't even hire them anymore because she was running a company or whatever. And then one of her daughter's friends was like, Well, isn't that because when you have a choice, that's all you'll hire. <laughs> and her, and basically, her cop out was like, "He's my son." <laughs> okay. Bitch. It's like as soon as women have a son, they totally become traitors. Because because now every every male is their son, and if they see anything against males, then they they start figuring and doing calculating and doing the math, and like, oh well, this could be you know a disadvantage for my son now. For my son, yeah. But yeah, but we're on mates, so yes. So I agree with Desiree. I don't, I can't be held accountable for what my mate does, but I can be held accountable for me choosing to have this person as my mate. You know, so I I don't believe in holding adult, you can't really hold one adult accountable for what another adult does, but you can be accountable for what you do. Mm -hmm. So if I'm with someone, you know, whether it's a mate, a friend, anybody, really. If they're doing things that I don't like and that I don't agree with that are against my moral code, they're not going to be around me. They're not going to be in my life. They're not going to have a significant role in my life. Like you can't undo 
a blood relationship. I've tried. Um, but you can choose to not be complicit mm-hmm. or, yeah. or in ad- you can choose to not inadvertently t- give this person support. Even outside of not wanting to explain somebody's behavior, you just aren't doing If you're that kind of person, you're just not a good person to have around regardless. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just not it's not even like I know a lot of people will be like that and they're the ones who keep people in their lives. That's why they talk about having to have an explanation. If you're somebody who ha- who needs explaining before you come around, you're just not a good person to have around regardless of if I think you're just not you shouldn't be there. So, we're currently dealing with large-scale artificial inflation, right? Mm. Are we holding businesses accountable and should we be? We are not holding. We businesses. are not, and we should. It's it's a problem, you know. They can they they can't go a year of steady revenue growth. They must always be expanding. They must always be increasing their year over year returns on investments. And, but but we don't have that luxury. There was actually uh, there was a quarter where Apple didn't, because we know Apple, and mm. they they didn't have like an outrageous amount of growth that they had been having they still made like trillion like a trillion dollars or something mm-hmm. but it was like one of their first quarters where they didn't like do better than the or or do an outrageous sum again and like wall street freaked the fuck out like it's it's not it's never it's exactly what you're saying it's never enough it's mm-hmm. it's always every single quarter they have to increase and increase and increase the shareholders there's only so much of that you can do they're never happy to just be being a, a business that makes a billion dollars a year. They're never happy with that. Is there one major thing you hold yourself accountable for or two? If so, what is that and why, Desiree? Um, I mean, yeah. And it's, it's kind of back to us when we were talking about the mankind thing. I definitely hold myself accountable to try to be a good person. Don't be causing no shit. Don't spread harm to people. Mm-hmm. Again, cost me nothing to mind my business. <laughs> uh, I don't. And then just for myself, I know what makes my life happy. I know what makes my life worth it. So making sure that I'm not, you know, staying stuck in jobs. You know this, Tina, because you've been with me this journey the past year, being stuck in jobs that don't do anything for me being having people in my life who bring me down or, or bring bad energy or any of that. I hold myself accountable to how I am towards the world and how I am towards other people. I also hold myself accountable to making sure I'm living my best possible life. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shan? I mean, I'm with Desiree. I hold myself accountable for the way I treat people, what I put out into, into the world and what I allow from people who, who interact with me. And that doesn't matter who the person is. You're not going to treat me any kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, I also don't go out of my way to mistreat people. The most I will do, if I feel, if I have the urge to mistreat someone, I will remove myself from, from the equation. If I say something and somebody like wants to argue with me about it, like my stance on something, or I'm just not going to have this conversation. It's not a discussion. Period. I said what I said and that's it. Right. And, and I'm not looking to change your mind. Don't look yep. to change mine. You That's what your, I tell people I all the time, and they don't get it. I don't know if they think that I'm lying or that they're just so fucking dead set on changing my mind, but 
They don't get it when I say, hey, we and I don't even use agree to disagree because I'm not agreeing to disagree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not agreeing saying, with you. I'm just saying that's it. And that and that is it. You know what I mean? But we don't have to debate this out. And I'm not interested in changing your mind about shit. You know, like if we can have a conversation, great. And maybe if I can fucking, you know, give you a perspective that maybe you hadn't had before or you didn't or you didn't quite understand before, great. But I'm not trying to change your fucking mind and you're definitely not going to change mine. And for you to think that you're going to change my mind, how about you look at the, how about you look at the likelihood that I can change yours? Exactly. Why and that's what they mind? And people, too often people want to beat other people over the heads with their own ideologies. And I'm like, no, for what? What are you getting out of it? What are you, and like, you know, when people, especially when we talk about like anti-racism and all of these, you know, these, these buzz topics. And people are like, oh, you know, you have to educate. I ain't got to do shit. If no. Yeah. They want to learn. I'm not interested in teaching you anything. I I don't have, I have no interest in teaching them because I don't, I am not letting, this is, first of all, it's free intellectual labor that I'm not, I'm just not willing to do. And it's stress that I don't need in my life. If somebody wants to learn something, they can figure out what they need to do to go and learn it. I don't have to change anybody's mind. Agreed. So, um, do you think it's important to always hold yourself accountable for the things that get you down? I do. Ooh, I, I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's important, you know, to be accountable to yourself just for, for your own moods and for your own sake. Because at the end of the day, if you don't, who will? Desiree. I, I agree with that. And I think it's important to say, too, that it's okay. It, one, you need to tell yourself your feelings are valid. It's okay to feel bad about something. It's okay to feel mad about something. It's okay to feel sad about something. These are valid. We're human. Absolutely. I think it's, I think, I think well, that's a big thing we actually do need to take accountability for too, is like, my feelings are valid and, and, but you also need to know how to work through them, how mm -hmm. to maybe identify if this is something that maybe might pop up in the future. Like, is this a pattern? Are you feeling like this around a certain person? Like that sort of thing. Um, yes. but yeah, no, I 100% agree. It is, it is your job to to acknowledge your feelings, acknowledge they're valid, but to also try to work through them. And I think it's something particularly to, and I know I come back to this a lot, but with black women and our feelings being valid, we are, we tend to have been raised in condition to always be strong and, you mm -hmm. know, not be sad, not be mad, not let shit get to us. We always have to come through. Yeah. And I think that's something that we really, I know, I know amongst ourselves for the times that we've all known each other that we've tried to say with women, with black women, is that something we definitely want to, to unpack and for black women to understand you don't always have to be strong. You don't always have to push your feelings aside and just get it done because that's something that's been foisted on us. You know, they, they have this whole stereotype about black women, you know, being the strong black women, being aggressive or being, you know, angry and being all these things when it's really just, we speak our mind, but we, we speak our minds, but we swallow a lot more than, than people will acknowledge. Yes. Yes. I talk about it a lot. How like I've let a lot of shit slide and like, again, I'm not even known for being like a nice person, but mm -hmm. if you knew the amount of shit and I've, I've shared a lot of it with you, Shan, if mm -hmm. people really knew the amount of shit that I've let slide, like, right. 
I would get and, a lot more fucking clout. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like I'm like I let I'm like yeah I will call shit out, but I let a lot of shit slide before I start the call out. When I start the call out, it's gotten to, it, it's because it's gotten to a point that I can no longer ignore it. Yes. Yes. And I'm I, I, holding I, and it I in it, now. And I let it slide sometimes to keep the peace, but. If it gets to a point where I have to address it, I'm going to address it. Me too. Me too. And a lot of folks on Facebook have seen me in action. And it's <laughs> after I've already let Once so I've had much. enough, I've had a fuck enough. What advice would you give to those who are genuinely interested in proving upon uh, taking accountability for their own lives? I'm honestly a fan of if you can't figure it out on your own therapy. Um, sometimes it's good to have a third, uh, just a, another perspective. Um, I know that seems to be a very cliched answer. A lot of times it's always get therapy, get therapy. It, it needs to be said more. It needs to be it said. Does. Sometimes you need somebody outside of your own head who hasn't lived your life to help <laughs> you put things into perspective. I also can't stress enough about this. And I mean, this is something, well, Tina, you know this about me, but like, the people you keep around you, your friends. I'm very big on having honest, genuine people in my life. If I need people who can call me out on my shit, but mm-hmm. also don't mind if I call them out on their shit, but also people I can openly talk to about things and we can come together. I don't, who you have around you really does affect who you are. And yeah. you know how I am with my friendships and shit. Like I'm, I'm big on it. You know, I prioritize that. Um, but a lot of times I'm, I'm a big person with therapy. I'm a big person with being able to open up to your friends because sometimes even your friends can make you look at things from a different perspective. If you, if you're picking the right people to be around you, Mm -hmm. um, and honestly taking care of yourself, (laughs) like that probably, it, it sounds, I don't know. Um, you know, and that's something else we discussed too, things like eating better, exercising, all that shit those things generally taking care of yourself is a big thing with that. And I think you find you make better choices in life too, when you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of being mentally healthy is being accountable for yourself and, and making the right decisions to, to make your life better. Like nobody else is going to make your life better, but you, you have to realize who's behind the, the, who's in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shan. Um, everything Desiree said is spot on. It's not just you, it's the people around you. It, it, it all plays a part in every little interaction you have, all of the things you do from what you eat, how you, how you navigate the world, all of these things, um, are things that you have to take accountability with. And my advice is, you know, in addition to what Desiree start today, you know, make that decision to hold yourself accountable today. Don't wait until the new year and say, Oh, it's going to be my new year resolution. No, do it today if you realize that your life needs to change you can start taking those steps so then by the time the new year rolls around you will have a new list of items that you can work on and improve on you know you all you have to do is you know if you don't want to go to therapy or or you know you don't trust therapy you can always do it by just taking a step back get out a piece of paper write down all of the things that you dislike and see what you can change on your own I think it's also good to understand as well that it's uh it is a journey. You fuck mm. up. 
you yeah. you may want to get up t- tomorrow and say i'm going to walk every day in the morning or whatever or i'm going to i'm going to try to go back to school whatever it is you're not going you're not going to wake up tomorrow and your mindset's going to 100% transform you into this person that you think or well, that you want to be mm-hmm. it is a journey so you ha- also have to learn how to forgive yourself for maybe fucking up or forgive yourself for maybe not doing what you need to do today but also yeah. understand you still have another chance to do it tomorrow. It is a journey. You do not magically wake up one day and say, I'm Desiree. I'm fucking accountable for everything ever. My life is <laughs> fucking amazing. And all I had to do was, you know, wake up and say, that's what's going to happen. It mm-hmm. is very much a journey. It is a lifelong journey. It yeah. is a process. And uh, it's like we said, the fix the issue part. That can be the longest part to do, the longest part, the hardest part. And you have mm-hmm. to force yourself to be uncomfortable. Any any situation you have to force yourself to be uncomfortable and is not going to get fixed in a day. Right. So forgive yourself. Okay. Allow fuck ups for yourself. It's okay. Give yourself some grace. Be willing yeah. to give grace. This is a good one, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And um, go ahead and remind everybody who you are before we close up out of here. I oh, go wow. first straight up. I'm like, which we're both we were just both like, like, you go, you go. go. <laughs> um, I'm Desiree. Again, I did the men with makeup, the fem cells, and the divestment episode. Um, and this is just like I love doing this. So hopefully I'm able to come back. Hell yeah. Um, I'm Shan. I did blurts, millennials, and lazy hacks. Um, you know, I don't I'm not a big social media presence, nor do I aim to be. So don't, don't, don't come for me. Don't come for Desi. Don't come for Tina. Because then I will reactivate. I'll reactivate the, the, to somebody's ass. And we, tr- we truly might be the worst three people for you even to try to come for. Just don't do it. <laughs> Especially at once. <laughs> okay, listen. Don't, don't. And we were good. We were good this week, so this shouldn't be any issues. <laughs> oh, please. Do we say anything bad? We were. I mean, Maybe. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure there's always people who disagree uh, with us. At the end of the yeah. day, no matter what, we're still three black women with opinion. That's going to piss somebody off. That is very true. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys again once for a uh, once again for dropping <laughs> by. And I hope you all enjoyed this week's show. Be sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast 10. Next time on 10. I will have to say, the father of my young child, who is now 21 years old, when I look back in retrospect, I should have ran for the hills, but I was 21 years old, had two kids, and thought I was so grateful to this man so, you know, helped me out with my two children. I tolerated a lot of dumb shit, but I wasn't the same either. He cheated on me. I cheated on him. It was just a mess. And I cut off the relationship in January. You know, our friendship, because we haven't dealt in 20 years. But I tried to maintain a friendship for the sake of our daughter. Mm-hmm. And this nigga go inbox me, this motherfucking, some, one of these pick-me chicks, talking about what five values. That I have value, man. <laughs> that I have value. The five things I have value, man, is looking for in the woman. At six o'clock in the morning, I'm not you that this nigga married. Why is he inboxing oh me? Oh my god! At six o'clock in the morning.